Welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Enlightenment with me, your host, Oakley Ogden. On this show, I take great care to have a diverse range of clients from cisgender, LGBTQ, to BIPOC, everywhere in between, all from the ages of 18 to 26. However, the only thing you'll hear is what they choose to share about what they're going through in life, how they're navigating their interior world. You'll get insight into the tools and perspectives I've offered my clients for almost 20 years. And you'll get to hear these individuals use these tools and work through their own stuff. I've decided to make all the sessions anonymous to protect privacy, which means that you won't get information about skin tone, ethnicity, or sexual identity unless the client, again, chooses to share this information. In some cases, you might not even be able to tell what gender is speaking. So just listen in, feel what resonates, how you connect with this person, what comes up for you as you listen, join along in the exercises, or just be an observer and learn how ultimately we are all connected and not alone in this journey of life. Today, we have a favorite topic on deck, love. Isn't love always on our minds? Well, in today's episode, my client shares very vulnerably how he has protected his own heart and in doing so blocked romantic opportunities. But what else has he blocked as a result? Join us on this journey as we acknowledge this barricade, learn to shrink it down and give our heart and soul the breathing room to love more freely and live more confidently. Here we go. Today, you want to talk about either dating or living alone, right? But they sort of go together. We're talking about the next step, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. I guess it's like the, the I don't want to say maturing because people mature at different ages. I guess it's the next level in life people take when they realize, hey, it's like the baby bird getting pushed out of the nest. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. You either fly or you fall, but one way or another, you got to survive, you know? So what are you struggling with in either sort of domain and which which way do you want to go today? Hmm, We can we can weave back and forth, given that you're sort of talking about a larger up level to a next step. I'm hearing you're ready for your next step of independence, your next chapter in life, your next expression. You've been working on yourself a lot. Now you're ready for partnership. This client and I had a little chit chat minutes before this in which he painted a picture of being ready for his own place and a partner. Both topics were involved, so I'm giving him the option to focus but I'm also hearing a theme that I decided to name just to see if I'm tracking correctly with him. We have never talked before this, so I have a lot of quick work to do to sync up with his mindset and understand his authentic goals. Maybe you want your own place to create some of that privacy and invitation. I don't know. You tell me. No, that's, yeah, that's how I would say it too. Um, I'm trying to think which would be more relatable as of right now i'll talk about the loved one because i don't i'm very private i don't talk about my love life or anything really with anyone because it's very like i think i value that as a very intimate process in life the the life mm-hmm. one i talk to everyone about it. everyone knows i'm trying to get my own place in mm-hmm. that jazz so 
The topic has been chosen. Let the journey begin. Okay, wonderful. So where are you today regarding your love life? And where do you want to be? And let's see if we can find out what's in the way. Yes. So today I am, I would say I am trying. And what I mean by that is I am with my friends, of course, or just on my own. I'm getting out and about, trying to meet new people, not even necessarily for partnership, but just kind of getting out in the world and experiencing new things by myself a lot lately. Um, What am I trying to get out of it is just trying to meet either cool people, expand my network, or just meet like a good partner in the sense of like she would, someone I'm interested in. Um, What I've struggled with in the past a lot is because of past relationships, I have this kind of wall or barrier before I can... um, before I can like be vulnerable with the person. Okay, so we're off to the races. This client just told me that because of the past, he has a barrier up. First of all, how many people can relate to this? Listener, if this is you, just give this client some respect for putting this on the table so openly and honestly. Now, as a therapist, when someone refers to the past, it alerts me immediately. It's like a signpost as to where to look to heal or clear what's in the way. So I'm going to check the past out. It could mean family or it could mean past relationship. We'll find out. And so from that, usually it'll take me a long time to warm up to a person or start to share like my personal life and all that jazz. Um... So now what I've realized lately is I can't necessarily do that because people operate on different levels. So I should start being more upfront with feelings or just kind of my intentions and not just kind of let time do its thing. And it's like, I've waited too long, what I've noticed, or like maybe just, you know, I missed an opportunity, I feel like, or Mm -hmm. things like that. All right, so this is bigger than it sounds. You have to know that I'm listening for a lot when I enter a session. I'm listening on many different levels, if I can say that. And my client just gave me a ton of information. He named, again, quite clearly how he would choose to change his behavior and show up. And everything he just said was right on the nose. So now I know he understands how he wants to show up moving forward. And he also gets that what he's dealing with was created from past experiences. Wow, we are off to a very strong start. Okay, got it. So you're bringing the past into the now moment, yeah? Kind of a little bit. It's just, yeah, learned experience. Um, Sometimes it is just the past, but sometimes it's like the past repeats itself. History repeats itself always. It can, especially when we stay in the same programming, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to ask hard questions today, okay? Because I I know you can handle it. So I'm still getting to know him, but I've already surmised that he has some capacity, meaning inner stability and deep self-awareness. So I'm going to push right now. I'm doing this just as much to uncover patterns of behavior that we can work with as I am to rule things out. What are you doing that's continuing to attract a different person or the same person, I should say, with a different outfit? Hmm. 
I think that, yeah, like I was saying, it was just kind of being more intentional up front. What I'm doing still, like I was doing when I was younger is up front, I'm just unsure of my own feelings of like, okay, I know I'm interested in this person, but I also want to get to know them first before I tell them those intentions so it doesn't backfire on me. And so kind of the same thing I'm still doing is staying in that same comfort zone of, okay, I'm going to be their friend first and kind of get to know them. And then by the time that happens, it's kind of uh, too late or something like that. Like once you establish a good friendship, it's really hard to not just be friends because there's a lot of consequences with that. (sighs) Well, listener, I think we both know that moving someone from the friend zone to the romance lane is a tough move, especially at a young age, because if it doesn't work most of the time, you lose your friendship, and lots of people aren't willing to risk this. Obviously, there are major exceptions to this rule, and some people can still be friends, of course, but I'll tell you right now, if my now husband let me drift into the friend zone when we reconnected after 20 years and hadn't been super gentil and direct about his intentions, saying, I love our time together and I haven't felt that way in a long time and I'd really like to continue to explore our connection if you're interested. And if you're not interested, just please consider this an enormous compliment. Yes, he said that and more. Swoon. Then we would probably not be married today. And that's just me. Okay. However, more importantly, I'm hearing my client share with me the pattern of protection, holding back, keeping things safe and manageable. So let's go deeper. Um, the other thing I've noticed is just to just being more up upfront with personal feelings. And like I said earlier, that's because I'm hinging on to the past of it's, it's finding it harder to just be upfront, um, vulnerable with a person because I don't have that total trust yet with people. (laughs) Okay, a sentence like this usually points directly into the past. So now I'm going to check it out. Okay, that's beautiful. Thank you for getting to this moment. It's awesome. So we're talking about vulnerability. Is that right? Yeah, 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 definitely. So two things I'd like to share before we get going. Um... One, vulnerability in relationship is what it's all about. And it's the most intense invitation in relationships because we're asking to be seen like totally, for lack of a better word, like naked, right? Like, oh my God, you can see my strengths, my weaknesses. You can see where I'm awesome and where I really, really miss the mark. And that's really vulnerable. Now, just so we're on the same page, um, I'll tell you my understanding of vulnerability. My understanding of vulnerability has nothing to do with being weak, right? It's not about exposing myself and so that I'm weak because some people define vulnerability like that. For me, vulnerability is exposing my authentic self, allowing myself to be known So that greater intimacy can occur. And in my vulnerability, this is true for me, so I'm checking it out with you. In my vulnerability, that is where I find my greatest power also. How do you define vulnerability 
because I want to know if we are on the same page about the definition before I move on. I like what you said about it. It's like, I never really put it into words. I kind of just felt it, honestly. But the way you put it into words, I related a lot with in the sense of it's letting everyone know or a specific somebody in my case, let someone know your strengths, what you're awesome at, and kind of just your authentic self, but also seeing you at your your weaknesses and what you need to work on. And kind of being comfortable with another person knowing all of that. Um, Yes. How does that land for you? What do you feel right now? I'm asking him how he feels very intentionally. He mentioned that he doesn't feel comfortable to share his feelings when getting to know someone. So I'm already offering the space to practice which if we continued our work together, I would make more known to him. I have, I mean, I just relate to it because it's true. Um, strengths are, everyone can play to their strengths, but when it comes to weaknesses, I think more so it's like, for me, weaknesses, I hear that word and I think of past experiences, why a person is the way they are today. And a lot of people are afraid to show that or tell that or experience or share that because they don't want to be judged for something they either might've done in the past or something that they experienced in the past. Um, Mm -hmm. Just have to trust people that like they'll either listen or understand you. Yeah. So well said. So well said. I decided not to push him on sharing a feeling statement right now because I'm listening to how he processes and what he is aware of. This is not the time for me to follow up on that question. I'm aware of this process in which I'm getting to know him and would rather continue onward and listen. The next question is very direct, but given his level of self-awareness, I've chosen to ask directly and see what arises. So question for you, sir. Is there an event or relationship from the past in which you learned it wasn't safe to be open or where you were taught not to be vulnerable or to show yourself all the way? I guess it might be a little combination of both, right? So traditionally growing up, uh, my dad was not one to share feelings and all that jazz. He was not the type to like sit down and talk about his feelings or how he felt or why he felt the way is more so just kind of keep your head up and, and her head down and move forward. So given there are traces of learned behavior, I'm going to offer up the tool I use to support individuals in reprogramming their neurology inside minutes. This process activates old feelings so they can come up to the surface and be named and consciously worked with in a way that allows for new wiring in the brain. What's amazing. And thus new feelings and new behaviors. I have this intervention in the lineup now, but I'm still listening. So let's keep going. But on the other side of that, it's just like my mom was, you know, she's one of the closest people to me and I could talk to her about anything. Um, I think from the learned one Mm -hmm. too, definitely. And that just comes from, I don't know if it's a Western idea or just American specifically, but a lot of people you learned, you know, they'll either either 
judge you or it seems like they judge you they might not but it just seems like that way and then people start to hold off after feeling that judgment so i feel like it was kind of a little bit of both you know um i grew up in it but i also learned it from just being growing up in in america yeah absolutely absolutely so learned in the family system and also what you were experiencing from the culture. Mm-hmm, exactly. I have an exercise up my sleeve called give back, take back that I do with a lot of clients. And the premise of give back, take back is giving back quite literally certain things that we learned from our parents that don't serve us moving forward. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we look at our childhood, our parents ran patterns and behaviors that then we learned and took on, or we created patterns and behaviors in opposition to theirs, right? So we kind of created ourselves either in response to them or mimicking them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Okay. So then we go out into the world thinking we're individual and unique. And then we start to act like who? Our parents. One of our <laughs> one of our parents. Exactly. Exactly. So in this case, do you recognize some of the patterns that you're running as mimicking your father? <laughs> I guess I should break that down a little bit more. Um, not necessarily. So my father, my quote dad, I grew up that raised me isn't necessarily my my biological father. So me and my brother have different uh, biological fathers. And so growing up, I kind of felt that in the sense of how he treated me versus how he treated him. We don't know what that is exactly, but from a professional perspective, I just put a pin in this topic, meaning there's energy here. We are not going to get into it today, but if we were working together, I would make note to come back to this. And so, yes, because he was there, like, most of my childhood, I do feel like some type of, um, I relate to him in some ways, but for me, it's more so the things that I looked up to in anyone. It's like being motivational toward other people or kind of just having your own independent thoughts. But that was when I was younger. Nowadays, I kind of, me and my dad no longer talk anymore. And we haven't talked in like five years. Um, And that is because of a lot of his own doing. So I should further clarify, I kind of relate more toward my mom in the sense of uh, her, not communication, she's really good. More so her just independence. She's always been an independent woman. And so have I, um, that's the one thing I relate, but one thing I've been trying to relate better with is just communication, money management, and, um, kind of keeping people in the same loop that actually care and support or reach out to you, not surprising people with giant life decisions. And that's one thing I've been better at doing. So, yeah. So when did your father stop being in your life, your biological father? I have never known him. So since birth. (laughs) Okay. So you've never known your biological father. Nope. And you've never met him. Nope. 
And then when did your non-biological father enter your life? How old were you? Had to have been very, very young. I remember like probably age five or no, even younger. Like my brother's only, my brother's only um, technically two and a half years younger. So since then, I guess. Okay. So since you were really little. Yeah. So that was your family unit, unit. That was your family unit growing up. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Awesome. So what I'm getting at here is sometimes we learn little strategies to keep ourselves safe, right? And we learn like, hey, I'm going to keep this little wall up while I'm getting to know you because I'm not sure if it's safe or not to open myself up, right? Now, sometimes we do want to be discerning about what we share with a stranger while we're getting to know them, right? We don't Mm -hmm. need to tell them our whole life story right away. We can keep it light and just get to know each other. Like, do we have the similar interests? You know, is it fun hanging out? Is it easy? Like mm-hmm. that kind of communication style, all that, right? Yeah. Um, but when we look to the past and we find little reasons sometimes that we may have decided, you know what, it's probably a good idea when I was little to just keep it a little locked up in that scenario, right? It just kept me safe just enough, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. we compound that and we find evidence to continue to do that through our life especially if we get into the dating world and it's not working out. What do we tell ourselves? Like, yeah, don't be vulnerable and all that. Yeah, don't be vulnerable and all that. Exactly, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right, so we often have these life experiences that reinforce the decision we made a long time ago. What are your thoughts on what I'm sharing? No, that makes sense. Um... It makes sense. Yes, definitely. I guess I'm just trying to grow past that now that I'm in my mid 20s and kind of one, learn from the past, create a future and kind of establish myself as an independent person and figure out not only who I am, but like, what do I want in life? Because a lot of the things I find enjoyment in um, my family or my parents don't relate to whatsoever with. And this is where I finally put the pieces together for today's session. This young man is being extremely clear that he does not feel inspired to go digging into the past. This is a boundary and one, now that I hear it, will definitely respect. And one thing I love about this work is there are so many paths to the mountaintop. So we won't go there, but we'll find a different way to bring him into new awareness. So challenge accepted, dear one. You know, we have to, as practitioners and as human beings, know when to trust the wisdom in others as well as ourselves. And in this scenario, I now have no idea what's ahead. All I know is that I have to work with him exactly in the present moment. That is what he's directing. And that work can be done through body awareness. So we might be going for a somatic journey, but I don't know. Let's see. My past or anyone's past is not who they are today or their future. It's one thing I've learned greatly that has helped me. I feel like emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually mature a lot in life, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you really put this behind you. I get it. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. So let's look at that energy around the heart. And then I'm going to ask you where you want that to be. Okay. 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 Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Okay. Somatic work can seem far out to some people. But what I know to be true is that when things arise inside of us that feel challenging, like a wall in front of our hearts, we tend to turn away from it or intellectualize it or try to solve it. So getting to know what's there intimately can help us gain information and deep connection. And whenever we take time to connect intimately to something inside of ourselves, we initiate healing. So breathe with us and follow along if you're inspired because we are about to do some healing work. And by the way, somatic refers to soma, which in Greek refers to the physical body. So here we go. Let's do a different exercise. Let's do something that's based in the here and now. Does that work for you? Yeah. Okay, right on. So in the here and now, I'm going to ask you to just close your eyes and just start to get in touch with what I heard you describe as that wall in front of your heart. And if that language is not correct, you tell me what I should call it. No, that's fine. That's good. Okay. So just get in touch with that by taking a couple gentle breaths. And I'm going to ask you to perceive what's there. And don't judge what you see. Okay? Okay. And I'm going to ask you, too, to perceive what the texture is and what the color is. And we're going to get to know this wall. Okay. Have you ever done anything like this before? Can't say that I have, no. Okay, good. So just take a breath. Inhale. And exhale. And relax your shoulders. And relax your jaw and your forehead and even your gut, just your belly. Just relax all the way into your chair. And on your next exhale, give your weight into gravity a little bit more. So trust the chair to hold you just a little bit more. Be heavier. And now listen for your heartbeat. And when you start to hear it, just nod your head. Good work. 
And now go to the space in front of your heart. And actively take a look at that energetic wall that's been placed there. And tell me what texture it is. Mm. It's like a like a brick <laughs> brick wall. Mm. Mhm. Mhm. And what color is it? It's red, like like mm. brick. Okay, great. And does it surround the whole heart? Or is it just like a straight wall in front of the heart? It's just a straight wall right in front of the heart. It does not surround the whole heart. Okay. Great job. And now I'm going to ask you to go deep, deep inside. And from your innermost self... Ask what message this energetic wall has for you because there's something in it that it wants to tell you, a message or information. And I want you to ask what that is and say, I'm listening. And don't judge what you hear. Okay. Um, the first thing I heard was it said, it said, uh, I deserve better. Hmm. What and, comes up for you when you hear that? feeling to be specific what feeling I feel a lot of determination when it comes to hearing that like I can do anything and what else did it say what else what other message did it have it said that I got this and not to worry. Hmm. So this brick wall said you deserve better and I've got this. Yes. And tell me about that. What does that all mean to you? Hmm. To me, it means sometimes I just, it means keep moving, keep moving forward and life is about small steps. Okay, beautiful. And can you ask it how it's serving you? What does it do for you, this wall? 
and ask it directly. It said, I'm protecting you because I want you to be loved. I'm protecting you because I want you to be loved. Okay. Now I have a question for you, the one behind this wall. How easy is it to be loved when you have a wall in front of your heart? Mm-hmm. Another way is how easy is it to receive love when you have a wall in front of your heart? It's challenging. Um, it takes a lot of work and it's challenging. Mm-hmm. What would you like to do with this wall? Hmm. In my head, the wall expands so far, even though it's right in front of the heart. Um, What I would like to do is shrink the wall and paint it a different color. Okay, beautiful. I'm going to invite you then to do that now. And do you need to invite anybody in, spirit, energetic, or otherwise, to support you in this process? Honestly, no. No, I don't. Awesome. Then I'm going to invite you to take that time right now, and you let me know when it feels complete. Okay. I'm trusting my client that he knows best for his own healing today. He'll see where this takes him soon. Okay. And what are you seeing? (laughs) I see a very very much smaller um brick wall but it is now the color green and did you or did you not know that green is the color of the heart chakra i did not know that (laughs) you didn't know that no i didn't wow wow cool that is the vibrational color for the heart Chakra is Sanskrit for wheel of energy. We have many chakras according to esoteric or inner traditions of Hinduism, but seven main chakras along the spine of the body. And the more open they are and the more freely they are spinning, the more free we feel, the more freely our energy moves and our emotions move. I mean, I could go into a weekend long intensive about chakras, but that's just the basics for now and don't tempt me. The beauty and magic, though, to be noted here of this moment 
is after giving this client the safe space to connect with himself, he came up with a solution that was perfect for him. And that is something we need to take note of. How does your heart feel right now with a smaller wall in front of it? I feel more open, more more vulnerable, kind of still more alert still though, you know, even though there's less of a wall, you're still alert of what's beyond the wall, but also you're not afraid of anything because, I don't know, nothing has happened so far, so what's there to be afraid of? Mm, so beautiful and... Notice how the mind is looking for evidence to either keep the wall or grow it back, right? Well, nothing's happened so far. So let's take this somewhere, and not somewhere else. Let's take this into the deeper direction of the heart even. Let's go deeper. I want you to tell me right now about the power of your own heart. And I'd like you to drop in deeply if you need to take a moment to listen to the heartbeat inside of you. Please do that. And then go further and perceive the energetic power of your heart. And just get to know it. What do you notice? What do you feel? What do you hear? I asked my client this question because based on the information and observations I've made in this session, I've gathered that he has the capacity, as I said earlier, to connect with his own power and determination, which are words he's drawn on. And this question that I'm asking will lead him into seeing his own strength from a new perspective, if he so chooses to step into it. It will give him the opportunity, as I said, if he so chooses, to move past the shielding pattern he's created and move into what I like to call shining. I notice a couple things. (laughs) It doesn't take me fast to notice them. Um, My heart is it's kind of like holding like a lightning bolt or like a fire flame but one that doesn't burn you for some reason it's like a warm one and people want to hold it kind of like a light in the darkness and it's big but it's slow like it doesn't come around that often so that's why people want to hold it more And then in my head right now, I can see like myself holding it. And it's just like this fire lightning bolt of some sort that isn't burning me, but I'm holding it. Um, And it's awesome. Hmm. What an incredibly powerful depiction of your heart. I'm going to invite you to grow that fire bolt lightning huge vortex of your heart just sit there and grow it grow it so big that the light coming from it moves past the heart moves past even your physical body 
begins to fill the space around your physical body and breathe while you're doing this. And if you choose, if it feels right for you, grow it so much that it fills the entire room that you're in. your body into that energy do you trust the power of your heart right now in this moment yes what becomes possible for you knowing that you trust the power of your own heart I trust being open with people. Um, That's the number one thing I think about. And by that, I mean just saying what I appreciate, what I do not appreciate, or how I don't like being treated, and being okay with those feelings and not not trying to combat them so much in my life. Beautiful. So you can use your voice and have boundaries and shine your light. That's what I'm hearing. Did I get that right? Yeah, definitely. Amazing. So in this moment, Rather than protecting ourselves, we learn to shine so brightly that anything that doesn't resonate dissolves in our light. I call this shining, not shielding. So you become like a sun. And anything that comes your way that really doesn't vibe with you, that just doesn't land, that's like, nope, that's not mine, that's off, that's not me, that doesn't belong to me, that becomes a paper plane being tossed into the sun. That burns away miles and miles before it even touches you. Do you see that? Yes. 
This is your power. What you've illuminated today is called the Taurus. And this is an actual measurable electromagnetic field of the heart. Its shape is the same as the earth. It's so powerful when you consciously activate it in the way that you have today, that it can change your thoughts. And when we don't feel that we are in this powerful space of an, of an activated Taurus, we can use our mind to visualize the heart growing its light until we feel this huge loving power inside of us. So that's how we can consciously use the mind to activate the Taurus. Do you have questions? No. What are you aware of right now? How I feel. Mostly. Um, Tell me about that. My intentions toward things in life for myself or for others and what I want to accomplish, but also just talking or reaching out to a person. That's what I'm aware of, like specific people reaching out, just either saying how they're doing or just kind of talking and also for myself just it reminds me a lot of how I felt when I was younger honestly where I felt like I could do anything we have hit gold my client is sitting in what we call possibility which is the perfect time to imagine new things and create new neural pathways the brain is ready So let's wrap this up and create what he came here to discuss, loving connection with another. I'm hearing a huge sense of empowerment and possibility. The world is your oyster kind of feeling. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. So in this moment, I'm going to invite you to picture yourself with your beloved and keep your heart open keep your energy big and bright and just shine this light so much that it just washes over her and through her that she's just delighted by this incredible loving power this incredible light of yours just share You don't need to give it. It's not for healing. It's just to share. And if this feels possible for you, I'm going to invite you to also experience receiving 
her love and light. And remember to stay physically relaxed and to breathe. And to just allow yourself to feel, imagine, perceive the sharing, the warmth, and the safety that's here. to expand our hearts we create a safe environment for ourselves because of this power what are you becoming aware of right now becoming more aware of what I want in life more and what I feel as of in life right now in the sense of I'm, I'm feeling way more aware of what I'm not afraid of which is not much before I always had questions but now it's like relaxing like this is like I said earlier I feel like I can do anything. It's like bringing clarity to you? Clarity, yes. That's the word. Nice. What are you perceiving inside of this clarity? Hmm. You know, when you said think about my partnership and stuff, (laughs) there's this scene from one of my favorite movies of... um, Princess Mononoke, where the protagonist, his name is um, Ashitaka, reaches down in like a demon and drags out his partner (laughs) from like poison, basically. And I feel like that was one of the scenes that played in my head when I went through this for some reason. And it went back and forth where it was me being pulled out, but also me pulling out my partner. And then I thought about the ending where it was just like peace and happiness and comfort and safety. Because you said safety and like the world, the sun was doing a perfect sunset and it was cool in the mountains. And I was there with my partner and I just feel very comfortable right now, comfortable and kind of safe right now. Hmm. I'll tell you that the description of what you just shared had me feel that sense of peace and safety and connection that you were describing. I just got sort of like a, a waft of it. It's so relaxing.
Now, what do you want to do with this energy that you're in? I would like to first harness it in the sense of recognize it in myself. And then beyond that, I would like to express it in a healthy way where I reach out or I do the right things to help express how I'm feeling with that kind of stuff and how I feel, the things I want, um, those types of things. Incredible. So you couldn't have said it any better to get in touch with it and to harness it by being in action towards what you see for yourself. Did I get that right? Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Awesome. So what's one thing you can do each day to connect or to activate this state for yourself? I feel like I need to be better at just meditating in general, taking time away from the world, um, going to a spot I know I can be alone and kind of acknowledging how I'm feeling, acknowledging what I want, taking those deep breaths and preferably out in nature, just like think on these things. Mm. So can you commit to giving yourself some time either each day or a couple times each week to do what we can call right now getting connected? Yeah, definitely. All right. Because this state you can create within minutes. You have that power and that awareness and that focus. And once you get connected over and over, it's like a muscle. You start to have that muscle memory. And then you can start to activate it more quickly in different environments and scenarios. In your own bedroom, in the car, in the grocery store, at the gym, etc. Make sense? Yes. So you're going to go to the spiritual energetic gym. Cool? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> right on. <laughs> awesome. So just stretch your body. Good. Take a couple deep breaths. You feel different from when we started? Yeah, I thought it was later, but the sun's still out. <laughs> <laughs> you thought a lot of time passed. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that, it didn't take that long, did it? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, hey, thank you so much for your willingness and your openness and your strength and your vulnerability. Thank you so, so much for this time together. And thank you so much. It's very nice. Great. Great. Any other questions for me as we wrap up? 
No, no, that makes total sense. I appreciate so much the time to uh, not only get to know you, but kind of go through this. Have never done anything like that before. Um, that was wonderful. Amazing. Awesome. That was so fun. Thank you. Well, that was magic. I hope you give yourself the chance to trust the power of your own heart and move from shielding to shining. Incorporate a little practice each day if you want to and watch your life experience expand to include more opportunities and like-minded people. And if being a guest is something that calls to you, head over to oakleyogden.com. That's O-A-K-L-E-Y-O-G-D-E-N.com and click on podcast where you can fill out an interest form. Thanks for joining in today and remember, your heart knows the answer. Until next time.